Hello, and welcome to this podcast of Sunday Sermons from Concord United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll find this message to be meaningful, insightful, and a refreshing part of your daily walk with God. Please feel free to share this podcast with family, friends, or anyone else who might benefit from it. This podcast is part of the digital ministries of Concord United, and we are grateful that you have chosen to experience worship and God's Word with us. For more information about Concord United and its ministries, please visit our website at concordunited.org. As we continue to consider uh, why God leads us to this thing called church, we, we do want to once again invite you to the church visioning meeting right here, 1 o'clock uh, today. And as we talk about where God is leading us as a church, uh, one of the uh, ways we realize this is it's often through a community that we're able to see uh, how God's at work and we're able to hear God's voice. And that community helps us distinguish between God's voice and other voices that tell us we have to do things. I was in a Sunday school class uh, recently and we got into a deep conversation, a deep theological conversation about yard care and about the types of grass you're supposed to grow in your yard. And, and many of us were sharing how hard we were working to try and make our yards keep up with the neighbor's yards that were on either side of our houses. Uh, and, low, and then there was uh, one uh, couple that was sitting there and they were just smiling. And uh, finally they said, you know, we don't try to keep up with the neighbors. We do what we can. But what we find is that our neighbors so much enjoy having a better yard than us. Why would we take that away from them? <laughs> they, they just feel so good about themselves. So, so why, why would we take away that, that gift? And it does beg the question, uh, who's in charge here, right? Who's in charge? What's, what's controlling you? And that's really what we're getting at today as we talk about wanting to, to serve God, and particularly serving inside the church, is who's controlling our lives? And are, are they someone who's worthy to control our lives? I want to ask you, if you're not already, please consider being a part of the daily Bible reading plan. It's at concordunited.org slash Bible. You can also find printouts at the Information Center. You can find at concordunited.org slash Bible. You can find a... Um, daily devotional. You can get that on email. We, we have over, I think, about 600 people a day open that email uh, to, to read the devotional. Uh, we have more who access it on podcast, but really want to encourage you, be in your Bible, be in prayer every day. It's going to help you tremendously with this. If we are, have any idea of giving God control over our lives, it's hard to give God control when we're not making time for God. So the question that we come back to is this question of who's in charge of our lives, right? Who, who's in charge of your life? And we, we like to say, well, I am, except for, for some here, maybe may children, and you might be thinking, well, mom is, or, or, or dad is. But we've all had people uh, who exerted control over our lives, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. Uh, we all have kind of these thought processes in our heads. Uh, some psychologists call them schemas about how life works and how we think through things and what we think we're supposed to accomplish. Some of us walk around and we kind of, we've written the chapters of our life. They haven't happened yet, but we've already written them. 
And so when life comes around and it doesn't go according to plan, uh, that's, that's difficult for us. Uh, there are all kinds of people, all kinds of things, all kinds of pressures that we can allow to, to be in charge of our lives. I, I've, I've visited some families, and uh, even, even in my family, we, we take care of a cat. And sometimes I see how well that cat gets taken care of, right? And I think, who's really in charge here? Like, this cat has never paid rent, but it lays around and it sheds on my carpet, uh, and, and, for, and it brings dead animals to our doorstep, uh, and all we ever do is tell it how great it is and give it food. Like, th this cat may be smarter than all of us. Like, I, I'm not so sure that it's not just playing dumb, because it's got it pretty good. Who, who's in charge, right? Who's in charge of your life? As we grow up, most of growing up is learning how to responsibly be in charge of your own life, how to be a, a self-sufficient adult. And yet we need that. But then Christianity is honestly, it's once you get to that point saying, okay, now that I'm a self-sufficient adult, I recognize I'm still not good enough, right? Still I struggle. And that's where Jesus comes in. And I want to read to you uh, from the book of Romans today, the 12th chapter, the verses 1 and 2, a famous passage written by the Apostle Paul that really puts this in perspective for us. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay, there's a lot in there. We, we could talk all day about what's in there, but, but listen to that first. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. A living sacrifice. That means giving up control, right? That the, the first step of following Christ is to, to give up control of your life. That once we've worked hard to, to get control, then, then we have to give it up. I worked uh, when I was an intern, still going through school for an organization. And they had this interesting practice uh, in their staff meetings that the boss, if you came in late to staff meeting. That was like the one line the boss did not want you to cross. And when you came in late to be admitted to staff meeting, you had to say, I apologize for my tardiness. I'm incompetent to manage my life. I apologize for my tardiness. I'm incompetent to manage my life. There was a problem with this. And I immediately exposed the problem. And perhaps for this reason, after my internship, I was not hired on. At, at this organization. Uh, but my problem was I was a preacher and I'm like, that's right. I'm incompetent. You're incompetent. We're all incompetent. We're all sinners in needs of God's grace. Some of us need another band-aid for our face. Um, sorry about that. The concrete jumped up and bit me the other day. Uh, but we, we're, we all struggle to control our own lives, right? We, we, we struggle with that. And we need Jesus. 
and we need his grace to help us. We, we can't just do it because we, we become adults and we learn that, yeah, we can, we can hold down a job. Yeah, we, we can pay bills. Yeah, we can raise children and we can make sure that they stay alive and that they get to school on time. But there's a lot more to life than that. If we're going to love one another as Jesus loves us, if we're, we're going to really give ourselves as living sacrifices to, to God, if we're going to stand up for justice in our world, uh, if we're going to find our life to be about something bigger than just our momentary wants and needs, there, there's a lot more that, that we need. And so we, we give up control uh, of our lives. And the second step in following Christ is to give God control not just of your life and your life decisions and your life direction, but even of the thoughts in your head. Now, listen to, to verse 2. Verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Uh, this means uh, we have to give God control of our thoughts. Now, this isn't like some kind of sci-fi sci mind control. It doesn't work like that, but it is acknowledging that the thoughts that we allow to live rent-free in our head ultimately end up making us who we are. And if you think about something enough, you eventually become that something you're, you're thinking about. And so every thought should be tested. Is this sacred? Is this holy? Is this of God? Is this how God would want me to think about this situation? Is this what God would want me to, to dwell on? I, I can tell you, I can't tell you the number of times a day I come up with something fairly witty to say. Now, others would question how witty it was, but something that I feel is quite witty, and then I realize it's also quite mean. And I have to say, God, not only am I not going to speak that out loud, but I'm sorry for where it came from because I don't think that thought came from you. And I'm going to ask you to help me go back. And this person that I've had a rather unkind thought towards, I'm going to ask you to help me give the most charitable interpretation of this person. I'm going to ask you to help me give this person the benefit of the doubt and think about if I were this person and think about it from, from their perspective because I'm fairly sure this didn't come from you. This is what it means to, to give God control, to test each thought and offer it over to God. And if you've tried this, what you learn is it means a lot of prayers of confession. It means uh, a lot of times we say we, we begin to realize just how far we are from the way Jesus moved and lived and thought. But it also will show you something else. It will show you that even if you move slightly towards Jesus' way of life, the blessings are exponential when, when you live that way. The anger and the frustration, the resentment that we carry around often unknowingly begins to fade. And in its place is a heart at peace when we begin to, to follow Christ's way. So we seek to give Christ control of our, our life, uh, our thoughts. And then the final step in, do, oh, in following Christ. Wait, there is no final step, right? 
Okay, the next step, the, the third step in following Christ is to help others give God control of their life and their thoughts, right? This, uh, this journey towards God requires mentors. Uh, we, we, we don't get here on our own. It, it requires mentors. That, that's why, that's one of the reasons why Jesus gave us church. Because what did Jesus show us? He showed us that the life he was leading uh, required apprenticeship, a discipleship. He, he found uh, these men and, and these women and he said, hey, follow me. And then they followed him and some of them spent years with him and he was showing them. He didn't go from town to town and say, hey, here's a manual. Uh, here, here's a handbook. Uh, take it and uh, you'll, you'll be fine. Just look up whatever. No, it was personal mentorship uh, that he used to help people become open to what God was going to do in their lives. And I don't think that today, if he arrived on the scene, he'd go, you know, that personal mentorship that I did back in Galilee, that was great. But I think the internet has usurped it. I, I think now I'll just create an online training. That's, that's, that's how I'll try. I, I don't think that would be his, his tact. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I love online resources, like where you can search Bible passages online, where you can read. Uh, you know, you can go back now and you can read what the church fathers and Christians throughout the centuries have said and thought and ways they've tried to serve. I love all that. I, I love that you can find so much, but I, I don't think that's how we grow closer to Christ. How we grow closer to Christ is through co Christian community, is through a community where we are known, where we know others, uh, where we serve others. And, and that's why if you come to the church and if you go through our new member class, one thing we'll say to everybody is we want you to serve. Our mission statement is share Christ, serve others, grow in faith, but when we say serve, we don't just mean outside the walls. Yes, we want you to go to mission trips if, if you're able. Yes, we'd love for you to serve at the food pantry or the thrift store. And yes, those ministries change lives. But we also want you serving within the church. Uh, we want you teaching a Sunday school class, greeting at, at, the, at the door, or greeting at the door for worship. Uh, we, we want uh, all, the, all the ways that there are uh, for you to serve within these. We, we want you coming to church and looking at yourself as a servant so that when you see other people sitting around you in worship, that you say, you know, it's my responsibility as a Christian to speak to those around me today, to share with them a handshake and a smile and a warm, kind word, because you never know who just might be dying for, for one of those today. There's so many opportunities to, to serve in the church, uh, whether it's uh, sing, singing in the choir, or uh, whether it's beautifying the, the campus, but we, we want that because here's the thing, we need that. We, we need one another because I imagine if you've been in church very long, if you've developed a very strong relationship with Christ, it's probably because somebody mentored you. We don't really stumble very well into this way of life just on our own. I can't tell you the number of mentors I've had, of people who've come beside me within the church, who've, who've shown me what it looks like to live as a Christian in this season of life. And now we have that 
opportunity to, to give back to others. And that's what we want to do because this whole world tells us that our lives are our own and that we can do whatever we want with our lives. And as long as we don't hurt anybody else directly or break any laws, that's fine. And Christianity tells us something completely different. Christianity tells us that our lives are living sacrifices. There are people, there are other people who have a claim on how I use my body. There are other people who have a claim on how I use my time. Most of all, God, but even others. And, and I've learned this, that it's not just about what we'd like to do. That how we treat our bodies, how we treat ourselves has far-reaching consequences. One of the consequences that I'm wrestling with these days is I'd all, I, I kind of prided myself on being able to do a lot of work. And if I needed to, not getting a lot of sleep. And I'd always said, you know, if I, if I get behind on sleep, if I can just get eight hours one night, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I learned recently, I don't know if that was ever true, but now that I'm in my mid-40s, it is not true anymore. I, 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 have, discover, I have discovered that. I, I went through a, a busy season in professional and family life, and for several weeks, I, I got behind. And then I, I realized it. I said, I've, I've got to catch up. So I, I set aside one night, and I, I slept eight or nine hours. And I woke up the next morning, I felt awful. And I set aside another night, and I slept eight or nine hours, and I woke up the next morning, I felt awful. And I realized, uh-oh, uh-oh, this isn't a small thing. This, this is a life thing. Uh, this this is a big daily, everyday thing. Because what I noticed about myself when I wasn't getting enough sleep was guess who suffered? My family suffered. Because guess whose temper was shorter? Guess who wasn't as creative in problem solving? You know who suffered? My coworkers surf, suffered. Because I wasn't at my very best when, when I came to work. I was giving the best effort I could, but I wasn't walking in the door with my batteries fully charged. You know who suffered? This church suffered because I wasn't at my, my very best. Now, now some of you, uh, would, would, because you're very nice people, would say, oh, Will, you, you do really good. We, 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 know you're, we know you're trying your hardest, but that's because you're really nice people. But I know, I know that in those times I wasn't all that I was called to be. And I know that that was God's way of saying to me, there's a claim on your life. I've created you a certain way. You need to take this into account because you're not just there for yourself. You're there for others. And so you need to make some changes. I wonder what changes we need to make if we were going to live like that. I wonder what changes you would make as you say, God has a claim on my life. My body is a living sacrifice. I'm called to love others as Jesus loves me. I'm called to serve others. I'm called to mentor others in this thing we call Christianity, this thing we call walking with Christ. What, what, what changes would we make? And then I want to tell you that those aren't easy. Uh, as it comes to daily schedules, I'm still learning and and I've, I've improved, but, but I've got a ways to go. And as it comes to following Christ, we, we all always have a long ways to go. But remember, 
if you'll just take a step, if you'll just take a step in that direction, the blessings will be exponential. And there's a Savior who promises that if you'll take that step, he'll be there to show you and give you the power to take the next one as well. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we come before you today and we ask that you would show us the next steps that you have for us in serving others. Show us both how we need to be mentored by others who can teach us what we need to do to live more faithfully to you and show us where you would have us be mentors. That in, with all we have and all we are, we are honoring and glorifying you. That we might live with, only, with the peace that only you can give, the peace that passes all understanding. And God, that our lives might be living sacrifices offered up to you because of the glory of your love and grace. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Concord United Methodist Church. This podcast is a ministry of Concord United, and we would love to hear from you. To contact us, please send an email to podcasts at concordunited.org with sermons in the subject line. For more information about Concord United, including worship times, service opportunities, mission efforts, and classes, please visit our website at concordunited.org. We also invite you to download and enjoy our daily devotional podcasts presented by the pastors and members of Concord United. Finally, we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast so that others can discover it and benefit from it.